Okay, we have another edition of the Dave and Amber podcast, and we're thrilled. We got Eric Paisley, country music singer, songwriter. I believe you're Grammy nominated. Is that correct? I am. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. So, uh, twice nominated. Twice. Did <laughs> Did you win one yet? No, that's I've been twice <laughs> from it. I've been honored twice. You know, but no, it's pretty cool. It's great to be with you. Yeah. So why don't you just you know, like you know, fill in our podcast listeners about kind of your diabetes journey and tell them your story and we'll take it from there. Yeah. No, I, so I was 10 years old when I was diagnosed and the, the story of, you know, over at my grandmother's house, played over there a lot, had cousins that lived around there. So I'd run out and play and then I'd run in and chug probably a cup of root beer, Coca-Cola, hey. who knows, go to the bathroom, <laughs> come back out, repeat, repeat. My grandmother was the nurse's assistant. And uh, she noticed it and was like, he's really drinking a lot of fluids and going to the bathroom instantly. And so thank goodness she used to test people for diabetes. So she noticed this. So I, I really got diagnosed pretty quick. I mean, I really only had symptoms for maybe a few weeks or a month into it. Diagnosed and and you said you, you were 10 years old when this happened? 10 years old. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm kind of, I was old enough to know I was sick. But also young enough to not be so set in my ways to be like, I'm fine. This is just, I'm tough, you know, <laughs> diabetes, you know, which I think some people can have with sicknesses, but you know, I'd rather not have diabetes. I think it's formed me in, in an okay way of just looking positively, hopefully at things, but yeah, diagnosed at 10, had great doctors and nurses, Dr. Steve Ponder and amazing people. Oh and, my uh, God, Steve, I know Steve real yeah. well. Yeah. That's, oh my God. That's so funny. Sugar surfing. Yeah, you know, sugar but, surfing. Yeah, yeah. Just amazing. And growing up, got to go to Texas Lions camp thanks to the Lions Club. So getting to hang out with kids with diabetes and knowing you're not alone. I always encourage parents to send their kids if they're somewhere like that. But, Did you have uh, a family history of it? Any family history? My, my great uncle had it. And he okay. was diagnosed a farmer in, in the middle of Texas, Rosebud, Texas. And he, oh my God. he was diagnosed probably in his 40s, I think, with type 1. And I mean, he lived, you know, he lived to be in his eighties, but uh, even with that, and I feel like, you know, he didn't have as, as well as Harry's a farmer in the middle of Texas, you know? So yeah, it kind of has that, it kind of skipped the generation thing, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I know patterns sometimes showing up in there, but yeah. And having such great doctors and nurses and I grew up in Temple, Texas. So Scott and White was there. So it's like you either worked for the city or you worked at the hospital, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And so uh, up until I was 18, I just thought, well, I'll just be a pediatric endocrinologist. Like, I, I like <laughs> kids. I'm a kid with diabetes, you know? And really up until that. And, but I started playing music kind of all, all through my life. But at 15, I really started playing guitar and writing more. And so around 18, it was like, you know what? After meeting people in the business, they're like, you're not too bad at this music thing. I think kind of good. They're like, don't go to Nashville, but go to Nashville, but you shouldn't go, but you should, yeah. but you should go, but it's a terrible idea, but it's, but it'd be cool, you know, and, uh, and here we are. I, I actually, you know, so through the journey, I actually get to help a lot of kids with diabetes and other things, get to go to hospitals a lot. And I, I love doing that. If I can stop on the road and playing some songs, just encourage them and just let them know it's, it's a balance. You, you, there's all kinds of things people deal with in life. And some of ours yeah. is just on diabetes and it's all good. Let me now, ask you, were your parents, were they shocked when you went from being an endocrinologist to a musician? Because that's quite the <laughs> shift. Yeah, so right? thinking, insurance, where is this insurance you know, going to be? The funny thing, I am very, very grateful that my parents didn't put the fire out. I, I think a lot of times is, well, how are you going to make money? 
You know, it's like, well, the question is, how are you going to be happy is what I want to ask. So it's like, if you want to make money and be miserable, that doesn't sound like fun, you know? So yeah, it's yeah. find something that feeds you and, and shelters you and, and hopefully gives you a, a good life. But I'm grateful. My parents never really were like, well, how are you going to make money? That being said, yes, I worked a, a couple years at Starbucks for health insurance, even though I was like, almost had record deals and was signed as a professional rider. So it's, you know, that did what I had to do and it's worked out. So does your entire crew that works with you when you, you know, you're doing a concert or recording, whatever, do they all know, have they learned your diabetes yet? Have they become? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, shoot, I'll, I might even sit next to someone on a plane and be like, Hey, if I started acting weird, it's probably <laughs> me, but I also have type one diabetes. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm honestly, my control is so good now. It's not like I have diabetes in case I pass out. It's like, I don't pass out, you know, but if any insulin can sneak up on you, if you're a diabetic, you know, sometimes it just out of nowhere, what in the world you're just plummeting. But yeah, my crew on the road, they all know I have diabetes. You know, if we're on a long tour, everybody knows that they'll just be like, he said something about being high or low. Like what is Pasley doing? It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> There's times I, I think through life, it's like, how many times did I tell Pete, my friends, I was high and their parents thought I was a stoner, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, glucose level. Okay. With you, if your team knows, let me just say while you're on stage, cause I read a little bit about this, what numbers do they like alert you? Like you need to start drinking something. Yeah. Obviously with the Dexcom, the follow app, which is yeah. incredible. My wife can watch me when I'm on the road. I'm sure she's checking me right now. I'm in England <laughs> and it's our anniversary. Hey babe, happy anniversary. <laughs> Oh, happy but, anniversary. Yeah. But we, you know, she can check it and my, my tour manager checks it during the show. And it's kind of always say like, if I'm at 150, like arrow down, like definitely tell me in my inner monitors, or if it's like you're at 110 arrow down and we've, we always have a, a glass of orange juice up on stage. So the, the red solo cup at my show is typically, <laughs> so if I'm chugging the red solo cup, it's, I always tell the crowd, you're going to thank me. I did that later. Yeah, you know, they plastered. <laughs> no, I'm just surviving. I'm getting through Friday night for you at the end of the show. No, are you but, on a are you on a pump? Are you on MDI? Yep, on a on a pump. So yeah, it's great. My tandem. So my Dexcom communicates with my T Slim, and it's incredible. Just it's incredible seeing how that watch how that works. I mean, definitely at morning time I'll check and it's like I had this little dip where it's like got down to 84 and the alarm didn't go off and wake me up at 80. And then cruise back up at 110. It really is amazing to see that because how it's set up with mine, you, you cruise down and the pump just shuts off. I could use that this morning for sure. Back up, right? Yeah. I mean, it really is amazing to see that, how it's just coasting through the night at like 98 and 102 and just, you well, know. And you think about too, and one of the messages that I really love about what you say, uh, especially to kids is that you can do anything and the advancements in technology, CGMs in particular, we no longer have as many oh shit moments because we can, you know, look at the situation. So it's I mean, so nice to hear you say that, that you can be on stage and you're going to be fine. Oh yeah. Running around and everything. And also the more I've been on it, not that I've ever had, I've really never had bad control over my glucose levels. I've never had terrible A1Cs and stuff, but the more, even at like 150 or 180, even when I'm falling there, I can feel it as opposed yeah. to like, it used to be, I'm like, plummeting at 55 like what, yeah. what is happening and so I, I can feel it even when it's dropping at a good level you know like even when i'm in a, in a healthy range it's it's amazing to feel that and and yeah i mean 
to be able to, I, I call the, my Dexcom, it's like my GPS of my glucose level. I yeah. live where I'm going, you know, you can play your head and all of that. Like over here, I'm in England right now. We're walking everywhere. Like, and I yeah. love exploring. So like, we're going to go walk through a little village today. And it's like, I'll be able to see, okay, we're going to go from here to here. Obviously I always have a granola bar or something on me, but just to be aware of, I kind of need to be at 140 before I start walking two mm -hmm. miles that way or 180 or whatever your number needs to be. So you don't cr go crashing in the middle of a good time. You know, our, our audience is not just patients with diabetes, but people who are touched by it. Can you talk about a little bit of how you've had to, how your wife's become part of your diabetes management and how, I mean, I, and again, I don't know if she's diabetic or not, but talk about that a little bit. Yeah. My wife isn't diabetic. Her dad, her, her grandfather was diabetic. And definitely he had, he had really bad, just, just a hard time with it. And her mom, you know, saw that happen and her grandmother would lose sleep over it and all kinds of things. So her family has dealt with these lows that like, man, if, if there was a CGM at Dexcom that her grandfather would have been on, I mean, her grandmother just had all kinds of, they ended up sleeping in different rooms because he would have such horrible lows and it was just scary for her. But so you think about all of that, like it definitely has affected her family outside of me. And uh, yeah, I mean, she's great with it. She, she's just always there supported me. We, we actually met each other in the music business. She's a publisher. So all my hits four of four songs that I didn't record all number one, she got recorded by other people and, and all that. And she's great. But I mean, it affects your family. It's traumatic when you see someone you love going to a seizure from a yeah. low glucose or like, I mean, you know, and at high, you know, glucose levels, I get a little more irritable. Then, uh, you know, and that's hard. That's not easy on a relationship. If someone's always coasting at 300 and just irritable and angry at life, you know, yeah, when they sneak yeah. insulin, you know, yeah. and control. And I think about my parents when I was growing up, like how many parents you like, I mean, they would go in and I, they'd wake me up just making sure I was okay, you know, and, and now <laughs> to be able to just as a parent, like I've got a three-year-old now, I'm thinking like, if you could just swipe your phone and see if your kid's okay and just fall back to sleep, they're great. You know, it's just, it's spoiling just the technology we have now. And it's, it's really cool to see it coming along and I'm spoiled that I get to use it, you know? So when do we get a, a diabetes country star? When do we get one? Here we are. Here we are. I don't <laughs> get to get to writing, I, right? It's like, do you have diabetes? Like Wilford Brimley? I do. You know, so, you know it's, it's no, so funny that everybody, everybody remembers the Wilford Brimley commercials. Those are yeah, those are classic. So tell us what what's next for you. I mean, you're out touring. You're spreading the good word about diabetes. When are you coming back to the states, and where are you going to be touring here in the states? Yeah, I've got, let's see, we've got, I mean, I've got here on tour with the Shires, 25 shows in 35 days. So we're wow. rocking over here. I've, I've been coming to Europe for the last five or six years. So I love coming over here. I also love old things. So it's like, they haven't torn them all down yet. So it's great yeah. to see old buildings and, and all of that. It's cool to see the history of, you know, where we've been, where we are and where we're heading. And that's, I mean, that's, it kind of relates to just creativity and diabetes and, and medicine and health. But yeah, on tour, always playing shows back in the States. Just check out my touring schedule and you never know where I might be. Always putting out projects. I just put out a project called Even If It Breaks Your Barefoot Friday Night. And uh, it's actually a, a mashup of all the hits I've written or I've sung 
And uh, so it's we were joking. It's like, I'm releasing an album with a guaranteed five number ones, two Grammy nominations, an ACM and a CMA nomination, <laughs> all these things. Like, this guy sounds like he's full of himself, but it's like, you know, I've just been lucky with some songs I've written and, and so we've been doing What, what do you enjoy more, singing or writing? I love, I, th I thought the singers wrote their stuff. I love both of them. I, I don't, everyone's like, so are you a singer or a songwriter? I'm like, I'm both. Like I'm Willie, I'm Willie Nelson. I'm Taylor Swift. I'm, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I'm, I, we all write and we all sing and we all have outside songs recorded, you know, and it's, which is incredible. I've got, actually I have Keith Urban's song on the radio right now. We wrote Wild Hearts together. So that's, oh, okay. Uh, doing well. And, but it's, I, I love doing it all. And I kind of, we write so many songs in Nashville. It's to, to have any of them ever recorded is a, a million miracles. So I've had about, maybe we'll see, we might have 6 million miracles occur soon. But well, and when, when it comes to songwriting, I have the privilege to know a couple of songwriters and we talk about the process and things like that there. Does diabetes ever factor into that? Like if you're having a rough day or, you know, something like that, which I hate that that's the case, but. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's like a lot of times I mean, the songwriter diet is we never eat lunch anymore. So it's like, <laughs> you know, at least in my rights, I don't know, maybe people are better at it, but you know, you show up about 10 or 11 o'clock and halfway through you, usually it takes us three, three, four hours and you talk three of those and write one of them, you know, it's, it's always a good hang. But I mean, there's times it is frustrating if I have a, a lower glucose level where you're like riding and riding and you're like, ah, you're coasting at 90 and then you just drop below 80. And so it's a little frustrating when your creative juices go lower than you want them to be when you're trying to tie this song together. But that's what my co-writers are for. They bring it together. I've I never like have passed out in a co-write, you know. So when you're not playing in the country, well, what do you listen to outside of country? I mean, everything. I, I everything. I've actually been playing. What did I do the other night? I did do a leap of levitating the other night here. And like, you know, you want me? I want you, baby. I'm levitating. You know, it's like, I always wanted to sing Sugar Boo. Why not? And, uh, I mean, heck, I'm in England. Maybe Dua Lipa will just walk in and sing with me. You know, because she's just walking around, hanging out. She's not famous or anything. You know, I figure Ed Sheeran might be here. But I mean, honestly, I've always just been drawn to the song. Like if, if a song's great, that's great. If it's your accent and the style in which you record music is based on your zip code is what I believe. Typically, the dinner table or the street you grew up on is the music you listen to. So everyone has a heart. Everyone has a soul. All of us love music and it affects us in one way or another. So I honestly, I'm drawn to all kinds of music and love it. Well, you know, it, it's kind of ironic because we, we also did a podcast with this guy, Kyler Banks, who is in the musical Lion King. Yeah. And the guy has like a booming voice. So now yeah. we're looking for a rock star who has diabetes because we've got Broadway. We got you. And there we so go. We got to find a rock star to do diabetes. So there's a couple of them out there. So we got to get this in because I don't know if you realize this, because I know you're from Texas. Amber is from Norman, Oklahoma, and she's a hey. boomer. She's a boomer sooner. Are you a uh, Longhorn guy or Texas Tech? You, you know, it's crazy. I'm, I'm just so wired weird. Like I'm not that dude. I'm not the blue Whoops. team. Or the you red can't team. be from Texas and not love some football team. Isn't it crazy? You are that person. I'm the kid going, they have that flag in their yard and they have that flag in their yard. I know both of them. They're cool. And they hate each other because of their team. 
Like it's ridiculous. I mean, and it's the truth. It's uh, I love rooting for a team, but I honestly, it's like I don't know. I the fact that I've gotten to travel at a young age and, and stuff, and it's like ah, you're all born into the team. You know, it's like if you <laughs> yeah. up your neighbor because of their team. That being said, though, I typically I I probably would typically would root for the Aggies, but then I'd root for the Longhorns if the Aggies are being jerks. You know, it's yeah. like basically I go in and I go, who's the underdog? I'm going for them because I'm a musician anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, I am the underdog. It's like, who's been acting like a jerk? I'm going for the guys. I don't like jerks, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a political answer, but it really is. It's the way I'm wired. It's like, all right, I'm rooting for the guys that should win. If you're well, a good dude, I hope you win the game and I hope they make a movie about you. Well, and one of the things I really like about your message and like, and I'm, I'm relating this to football is Mark Andrews was a Sooner. And so he has really shown kid athletes that you can be a professional football player you can be that person and so like you getting out on stage and showing kids and, and parents that you can do anything with this disease yeah well and it's i, I have such an unpredictable lifestyle of just i yeah. mean my schedule is all over the place like radio tour you're up at three four in the morning and you've been up since one in the morning so it's like no sleep and at the time when i was doing that i had dexcom most of it so to be able to follow that and really just make sure I was okay as a diabetic, I mean, it's just strenuous on anybody. So, I mean, it, I really am proof. It's like, you can have a crazy, crazy schedule and still have a really good A1C. Well, um, you know, that seems to be like, I mean, this is a great way to kind of wrap this is because I think one of the messages you're saying is you could do anything and it doesn't, you know, it, it I mean, you've learned to adapt to it. I mean, we want you to have one of those little Grammy things. So, you know, the nominations would be cool. So maybe it'll be the diabetes song that puts you over the top and actually gets you the Grammy. Yeah. Get you the votes, whatever you need. <laughs> the diabetic, it's the only sugar we get. It's like, no, <laughs> no one wants to hear that. I don't even want to sing that again. But you never know. There Maybe there'll be a sugar in there somewhere. I'm sure Wait, all well, there yeah. is. I forgot which song it is. Cause I listen to a lot of country, but there's one song where the guy actually says his dad is a type one or a diabetic in the song. I, I don't know yeah. if it's Luke Bryan or I don't know. I remember hearing it, but it's kind of weird, but, but listen, it's been great having you on. Keep spreading the good word. We're rooting for you to get a Grammy and it's been a pleasure having you. Hey, good hanging with y'all. Thank y'all for, for, you know, just having all opinions come on and we're all on this together, hanging out and Everybody go take care of yourself. Have some good glucose levels. Spend time in range. <laughs> <Travel>. <laughs> you know, it's, 